Okay, good evening. So we are uh, post-Chuas. Actually, um, I was looking this over right before. It's like such a serious topic of uh, precious. But I was thinking right after, the truth is this week's Parsha, Nasa. What's, what's one of the highlights of this week's Parsha, Nasa? The Sota. Right, what? Everyone's favorite topic. The Sota. <laughs> what is Sota? Somebody sees a, we're in the middle of chapter 13 of, of Perky Gimel. Somebody sees a, a wayward lady. Um, you should end, you should become another, one of the things is another, and the truth is self-control uh, in life, self-control in life is one of uh, the most important things to be successful, self-control. I just today, I, I kid you not, uh, um, I was talking to somebody about uh, somebody that was trying to help in a certain project, and and I, and it was not working. And uh, the person told me, this person is uh, addicted to a drug called called marijuana, uh, and just cannot function correctly. It just cannot. So anyone who tells you legalizing this thing, you know, again, any self control and everything as well. It's like, but it's such. A tragedy, like you look at a whole life being destroyed, literally being destroyed, because this person can't can function. But I'll tell you, there are a lot of things that lack of self-control uh, can destroy a person. You know, people uh, fail in many levels of life because of lack of self-control. So certainly for Torah, and to be spiritual, we mentioned that spirituality is very, very connected. Uh, to self control, to, to, to having uh, self control, to proper abstinence. Even though uh, it's not uh, real popular in America to have self control, you want to indulge yourself, you want to take care of yourself. Uh, but self control is really a a a, a a a a pathway to be successful in life, to be successful uh, spiritually. And so we're talking about precious. What's because you know, again, the more you know, all of us. The amazing thing is, I really when I see when I'm here on Shuas or in general, people want to be people want to be uh, spiritual. People want to have that connection, and people want to be successful in life. You know, when I was when I was younger, I played a, a, a sporting game. I'm not sure if you ever heard of this basketball. I want to describe how to play. It's really really complex. Uh, but you know, if you wanted to be a good player. You actually had to have good self-control. You had to have self-control what time you went to sleep at night. You wanted to play a good game. You had to have self-control what diet you ate. You know, you know. When I was younger, I drank dirty water. We call it soda today in my house today. <laughs> That's that you know, like that black water, which is poisoned with all kinds of chemicals. Uh, I used to drink that. I haven't, but but uh, but I never drank it around the game times because I heard once. That uh, that if you drink soda, it's not good for you. It slows you down. It, so, but why was I doing that? Because I had a goal. I I, I wanted to get something done. Um, you know, athletes in general, certainly on, on on a high level, have to show self control. Um, you know, my wife actually um, has to self control with time because she, you know she's an amazing lady. But you know what? I I come to her that she really has to pick what she needs to do in the house. Like, you know, there's a lot of things every day. I, I, I kid you not, like, demands every day, you know, of kids, of this, of things. You know, you gotta, 
have self-control. Oh, you can't, you can't get through your day correctly. You know, like you, need, you have a lot of things to do. Self-control is really, really important on on a material level, and certainly on a spiritual level. So, next thing in this topic of, of, of and we're talking about, again, and in Ruchnius, the more we're into the material unnecessarily, then we're less into spirituality. Right? If you are, if you're a Jew who's very into materialism or very into uh, that area, then you're going to be lacking uh, spirituality. I, that, that, I know you're, you're very happy and proud to share the good news, and it was very good news about the baby. May 15th. Yeah, May 15th. I said okay, because I, yeah, I, I would be, I mean, I, I would be shocked if it would have been today. Um, but but I, I have an honest, honest question. You, it's not to put you on the line over here. Do, do, when a person's on Google Book, do they feel spiritual? Of course not. Of course not, right. Do, let's say you spend an hour on there. Do you feel like you wasted time? If you spend an hour straight, you, you would, right? Most let's let do. Do you feel an? Do you feel time well spent ever with an hour? Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, if you read upon, you know what it is that I see that's there, and obviously I can't control that before I see it. Right, but but, you know, but like, it's not. A, I pass over much of what. Yeah, and, 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 and I and I'll agree and, and, and I'll agree that, that it's, there's there's some some benefit for some people. Some benefit. I'm just, just for the record, I'm being taped over here. I don't want to be quoted a hundred years from now. You know, there's some benefit for some people, but for some amount, for some small amount. Right. And so here's the thing, you know, but when you don't do that for uh, that some small part of time, or you don't really need to do it, you really what what's lost? What's really lost? It's an opportunity cost. Right. But what's lost if it's not beneficial to time, life, vitality? Perhaps exercise from some people, perhaps learning for some gentlemen or for ladies, perhaps spending time with family, perhaps getting out. You know, did anyone walk, go for a walk today? Amazing day. You go outside? Of course. You know, tell your husband to you go for a walk, you know. Nice, right? It's an amazing day. So a person sitting inside in a dark, dingy room somewhere. Sounds much, much worse. All right, yeah, looking at Google Book. Like, what did you get out of it? No, no, so, so, but what my point is, is there's, there's a loss, and spirituality is so fragile and so needed that there is that loss is is, is an acute loss at some level. So even like things like this, Hamal Bushim Vakishutim. Okay, now ladies, and for those I know there's several younger ladies who are, who are who are homebound with babies listening to this. I am, believe it or not, a man. So I don't have full appreciation. Uh, my daughters like to tell me this, um, for a woman's need for certain clothes. Mm-hmm. Like for me, you get a dress every three years. It's enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, but we'll all admit, and even my, my daughters when I press them, my, or, you know, is that you can get caught up in clothes, and especially ladies. Men, less so, albeit... There are, of course, men who could sit there all day looking at their clothes. But Malbushim, when you think about it, just, I'm, again, this is a very un-American topic, but if a person's like enmeshed in that or, or, or concerned about that, or you know, you know, they're all worried about their dress and, their, and their, their blouse and their jewelry, and they're thinking about it for days, and their self-esteem is connected to that, uh, and they're worried how they look all day, like the average teenage girl, uh, it, you know. So, 
you know, does that create spirituality, right? Again, I, I think part of it is innate in ladies. That's what I'm told. Uh, that's what I say, to be honest, <laughs> jokes aside, right? I think part of it's innate, but there's no question if you're into it, what are, what are you gonna, what's going to be the cost? Ruchmius, right? Spirituality, especially if you can't afford it, that's, you're going to have to work harder or, or be jealous of people or jealous of ladies or, you know, look at that truly. And we're not in that kind of community where this is a big thing, but we can all understand this. So, Mabushim Katinim, Lo Torah, Altav Nisan, Right? The Torah doesn't give any laws. You can't have beautiful clothing. No, it's on the con- you know, Ella shaloya b'hem klayim just says you should have shatnas. And if you're a man, you have to wear tzitzis. And any kind of clothes is permitted, obviously if they're tznis. Amra milo yeda. But of course, we know that malbisha pe'erva rekmat mashagava. If you're wearing regal clothes, really uh, expensive clothes, um, it could lead to arrogance. You start to Again, we're not in that kind of world. Like in the, in the days of nobility, in the, in the Middle Ages, you know, real re- regality. Actually, there were laws if you were certain class systems, you couldn't wear purple. Like there were all kinds of laws about this. But when silk was extraordinarily rare, extraordinarily expensive, right? You didn't have, we're in a global village like today. So today, a lot of this is on a lower level. But still, we know that there are people who all of a sudden they put on clothes and they think they're, ooh, look at me, you know. Yeah, and, and at some level, it's a positive. If a person should feel comfortable with they wear, and, they, and a woman should feel attractive, and, and I mean that seriously. But at the end of the day, there's a certain danger if you're into your clothes or are you, you know, into the into the need. The gam, this is for younger ladies and younger people, or not from people. Obviously, if you dress a certain way, you can cause uh, immorality or you know, or thoughts of immorality. I, I have a hard time believing that a, a woman who dresses provocatively doesn't just provoke men, but that herself, if she's wearing provocative clothes, doesn't those thoughts don't go through her head as well? If she's cho- showing her uh, her udders, is it? <laughs> right? I'm not sure else how to say a lady who shows it all for the whole world to see. Right? I, it does. I, I, you know, I, I'm sure that. 98% of weak men will look at her and she's liable for that. But I'm also pretty positive that when she's dressing like that way, what goes through her mind is also not exactly spirituality and holiness. And that's because the clothes you wear affect your thoughts. Say clothes make the man. And the lady, right? Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you're wearing, like, take the same guy wearing yeshiva clothes, put on a Grateful Dead t shirt and a bandana. Like, it will change the way they think, right? Actually, for sure, it changes the way they look. Um, right? Milvad, uh, besides, if you're into your clothes, again, we're just talking about being into it, it can create, if, if your clothes are very, very important to you, and again, I, I see my, 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 you know, you're, you're almost done, you're graduating a girl for, for, uh, from the era. So, but, but teenage girls, like in these high school, I teach in high school, now, you know, I teach, I teach the 12th grade tomorrow, right? This is my Monday class. So, you know, again, Meira happens to be an exceptionally not into this, but even with any teenage girl, there's a certain reality. If you're into your clothes, why does she have a new dress? Did you notice her dress? Blah, 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 blah. You know, if there's a certain... What? I think this is the age. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's normal. But it's... it's, it's not like this. 
coming up. Well, yeah, it's normal. It is. But, but the, with the normalcy comes still a, a negative, and that is there is a certain amount of jealousy, and there is a certain amount of uncomfortability. There's some self-esteem. Like I, I, I had two questions the past week. People, t- not even from here, people talk about teenagers, girls with lack of self-esteem issues. And a lot of their self-esteem is like how they dress, how they look. I think this is depending each person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm just giving you what affects a person very often. Yeah, some people, like there's some people who can walk around like, you know, carefree. They don't care. But my point is if you're into clothes, there's a loss, right? If that is, becomes your identity, that becomes your desire, um, you know, it could create that besides the fact that the person has to support a budget. Uh, and uh, and uh, if a person, if the person sees, uh, the Yitzhara sees a person into their clothes, you know, into their looks. There's a young man, he thinks he's Don Juan, you know, a single guy. It, you're much more liable Playing with their hair, who 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 who's, who got in trouble for doing that? Play with their hair. They look at their looks. Uh, what? Oh, Yosef. Oh, Yosef. 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 Mitzrayan, right? Even Yosef at Tzadik. It's just. It's not just that the, that the Yitzhara came from the outside. Is if you're into this, you're, you're much more prone to be tempted by these type of things. So again, like like other things, being into the being into the clothes. Being into jewelry, uh, dressing fancy, there, all of that. By the way, I, and I don't think I dress like a beggar. I mean, I don't, uh, you know, I, I, I try to look kempt every day, and I, I actually try to make sure my tie matches my jacket. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, I have lots of critics at home, um, but but you know, and I and I, and I would I wouldn't feel good about myself if I didn't. I would feel I would feel. You know, I think a Rav or any Orthodox Jew, all of us have to, are ambassadors for the world, right? We need to look good for the world because if we look like schlumps, schlumps, or schlubs, or whatever you want to call it, then no one's going to want to be keep Torah. We're, we're really in a very unique position here, all of us. That you know, there are so many Jews with so little to none Judaism. It's crazy. Like last night, I went to this APEC event that I was invited to. It was like it to be a big donor to go, um, and I'm not, but I was invited anyways. Um, but I, I go. To, why do I go? The speakers were interesting, but really I go to to potentially fundraise, but more more profoundly to have a big yarmulke there. To, you know, APEC is at least center and means you have some Jewish connection to something, right? As opposed to in the Bay Area, very few Jews are connected at all. And like the average age was 75. I felt. Oh. It was crazy. I'm like, I'm myself, like, this is so crazy. Like, the average age, because, in the, you know, it wasn't like to get 15,000, you had to get 1,500, you know, a year. Not so much. Uh, but, you know, at the end, at, at the end of the day, I wanted to, you know, th- th- there's a big, there's a millennial problem here. That they're not connected to Judaism at all, right? Most, most Jews in the Bay are under 45, 50 even, are not connected to Judaism at all. But I wouldn't want to go looking like a schlump you know, I'll make sure my shoes are polished. I, I'm, not, I'm not into my clothes for that. I, I want to look becoming. But if we're into our clothes, and, it, and it's what makes us tick, right, then there, there, there could be a loss of spirituality. 
Okay. The next thing, and the final thing, um, before we get into the necessity for self-control, for abstinence, and I think this is, again, all of this are subtle, and all of these are a fine line between success and loss. Again, like I mentioned before, um, we picked the, the Google book. If you spend two hours a day, I think I once saw a statistic that the average teenager in America is on line or on television nine hours a day. Nine hours a day. That's after school. That probably some in the morning before school. Probably lunchtime or probably doing class. I don't even I don't know. But nine hours a day. Wow. Nine hours. Can I just say say just say that one more time? Nine hours a day. That's a twenty four hour day. And a teenager, they sleep like eight to ten hours. Like right, you know. Get out you know that's like a crazy number. Like they're they're on they're all that's all they're doing for a large part of the night, you know. Um, you know, so but what do you get out of that? Like, where's the productivity in life? You, you a person watches. Te- I haven't seen television for many many years, so uh, I mean, I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. Um, but like, I never like it. You know, again, if someone wants to watch the news, or there's an educational, or they need a break, and there's some kind of what. But like, if that's what you're doing hours a day, like. There's a loss there, and the biggest loss is not what people think. The biggest loss is spirituality, right? The biggest loss is ruchnius. It's, and it's not a question of sinning. It's not a question of. It's a question that you're not connected to Hashem. You're not. You're not productive in yourself. You're. You're not. You're not there. So the next thing also is even healthy things. I go for walks. You know. Uh, by the way, I, I yumped if I had to go for a walk. Self-control yumped if is very hard, by the way. Those cheesecakes, that liquid cheesecake. What, what did you try to kill me? <laughs> this is like, uh, you know, and, then the, and you got, you saw my wife, this huge, this huge briskets. You know, it was crazy. It's like, you know, I don't have brisket the whole year. I have like only yumped so I don't have that. I don't have cheesecake ever. And then all of a sudden it's like all in front of me. It's like, yeah, it's, you didn't have to have Mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. You have to. Yeah. It's a minute. Give me a couple of to be at the end. Now, but on a serious note, but of course, I have to go for walks afterwards. It's like eat those heavy meals. You gotta go for a walk. Right. Um, I tell you, I eat this just so you think I shouldn't think I'm like I'm some kind of hermit over here. You know, we learn this thing. You know, of course, we all. But in what I go, I, I walk. You know, I walk most most of the day. Like I don't walk most of the day. I'm walking to my office back and forth. I don't drive. I, I try not to drive. Um, I leave my car in the morning. I drive for the evening in the morning. I'm not going to walk at 6.15 in the morning. I, I drive here in the morning. And then if I need to, I'll, I'll drive out. Sometimes, I just, my, sometimes I'll drive home afterwards. Just in my car at my house. But I'll walk back and forth. Walking is very healthy. I think when I'm walking, it's fresh air. It's good for good for your body. But we all know... That walks and vacations, you know, it's good to vacation too. I haven't had one for a long time, by the way. You know, really, it's like I go with my kids. It's like I went to uh, went to New York. I'm thinking myself, this is no vacation. I'm like much more relaxed in my house. And they have their own bedrooms. Getting on the plane, going through security, taking a six-hour flight with these kids. Even though I have a good, Miriam is kind enough to pick us up. Uh, 
He drops. He drops. Well. He drops. Well. Uh, he went to like, the doctor first. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. I forgot. <laughs> hey, it wasn't that long ago, right? Right. You know. But I'm going to two o'clock, and I was like crazy. You know. But a real vacation is good. It's good for people to go on vacation, and even even me traveling is a change of pace, which is healthy. There's, there's there's a lot of pluses to these things. But if your life is a vacation, if life is about escapism and running and just then you, there's a loss there. So atilva um, dibor and even even uh, uh, you know strolling, leisure activities, and even conversations. Right? Conversations is a good thing. People should have we're, we're social animals, right? That's the way the Greeks call us social animals. We all need to talk. I don't think I'm a quiet person. Right? I think we all, all many of many of us in the room are not quiet people. Uh, right? right? It's nothing wrong with being the Kavatzheim was a talkative person. But we all know you can sit there and speak for three hours and just talk and you know blah, 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 blah. and there's a loss to that. Right? I mean there's there's constructive talk, there's relationship building, or there's exchange of ideas. Uh, certainly, if you're on the higher level, taira. Uh, but you know, when when there's idle talk or chatter, then there's a, a loss. Like this, I was a, I had a, the great merit of being around great sages who talked when it was intelligent. Like you'd be in the car with them. Like, I remember Mar- Mar- Shiva, it was like Epstein. You'd ask him a question, he'd talk to you, you supposed to talk. But he would just, the fact he was in the car with you, he didn't just schmooze. Like if he, you know, I'm sure if he was in a car with somebody who didn't know him and was uncomfortable, he would talk to make them comfortable. Because that's, that's important. But he wasn't a person who just talked for the sake of talking. Him talking was like a very important thing. Right? So again, these are our, our you know, when we're talking about usage of time and spirituality, I, I, I know it's like a little bit. Farther from our from our from our, our thing, but tiel bedibor im ena bedivor iser vade din terimotzer for sure it's it's acceptable. Amnam and this is particular for men. Kama bittul ter nimshach ameno right. How often? How much bittul ter? If you're you're gonna miss you're gonna you're gonna miss if you're for the ladies and their and their uh and their husbands right. Person is gonna end up missing minyan for this right. I, I, to me, like, you know, a vacation is, again, there's sometimes an exception to rules. Again, you need to know some things are, but, you know, at what cost is this going to come to, right? What are, you, what, are you, what are you jeopardizing yourself? Like, you know, somebody asked me about going to Hawaii. So I myself, like, again, I, I'm not going to, but there's like nothing there. Like, where is your, what, where is, you know, if a person would not be religious, or a person would be barely religious, vacation or living? No, no, vacation. But oh, uh, with, with, with with nothing, with no minion, with no Torah, just running around. You know, I used to see people going to Florida for Pesach. For some of them, it was very spiritual, and for some, it was, you know, like suchin ladders. You know, they go way down. They they would they would they would they would. You know, people go to Israel also. Some people it's up, some people it's down. But in general, when, when, when life becomes a vacation, there's some people always traveling and running and never sitting put. I mean, at the end of the day, or every free moment, you know, very American. Every Sunday is running around. So instead of doing anything spiritual, 
They're always running. You know, again, if you have a family, little kids, raising kids is a spiritual act. Okay, you know, investing in children is 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 a profound act. But like, the, again, there's a, there's a cost benefit, and if and if and same thing with talk. If you're just talking without any self-control, I think the, I think the key word that I want to use is self-control. What happened is you'll say dumb things, you'll end up speaking about people, right? Come in a shkarim, you'll say false statements. Commonly, it says you make inappropriate jokes and mockeries. It says in Shlomo, Shlomo Melech, the wisest of all men, Beroiv Dvarim, Lo Yechdal Pesha. When you speak a lot, you're going to do something wrong. <laughs> you're going to make a mistake. You're going to either insult somebody or talk about someone inappropriately or, you know, make some joke. Because when you're talking for a long time, you know, um, you know, I, 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 it's, you know the, the, the shidduch scene, the dating, uh, happens to be, as somebody who's well-versed in both, I, not that I dated without shidduchim, but I've, uh, been involved with many individuals who dated people not in Shaduchen. The Shaduchen scene is by far the best reality. It's the most successful. It builds the best marriages. Uh, you know, it screens people who should never be dating. You meet someone in the pub, you meet someone on the street, you meet someone at a Jewish social. I mean, you don't even know who you start dating. Like, like what attracts you to the person? Sometimes it's good things, and sometimes it's not so good things. Sometimes it's looks, sometimes it's the laugh, sometimes it's just a witty statement, and meanwhile this person has severe issues, or she has severe issues. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've mentioned before that I've, I've literally separated people who have uh, had really serious issues, psychological issues, emotional issues, sometimes real health issues, and you didn't meet this person, you didn't know their real health issue, and you're really healthy. You don't realize what's going to live with this kind of person with these serious issues. I, you know, and if you, in the shidduch scene, you'll know that beforehand. If you choose to date someone with that, with full disclosure, then you can choose that. But, but you won't find that out if you're dating somebody or you meet somebody when you're half drunk or you're, you're in a disco or you're at a picnic. It's meaning the person you're attracted to them physically or, or there's something about them you like. But you know nothing about them. You don't know that they, they're an abusive type person. You don't know who their friends are. You don't know what their history is. Right? You, you, really, you can really get suckered into a bad situation. Um, but what the, the one thing I, is, is like, it should look as like you sit down, you, you look at the person, you meet them, you go on a date, you speak for a few hours. It's like, always it's such, like sometimes people get together and they don't have what to talk about. Right. As I said, you know, you know, I'm a rov. I get shit calls all the time about for people. I, and, you know, I, it's it's normal. Like the first couple of days, not to have so much to talk about because, you know, not everyone's talkative in Gary. You know, I, you could have no problem. Yes, I know. But uh, yeah, but Never have. Well, I, Never have. no. I, I like that story. That you're a little girl a hundred times. I was wondering. Join yourself to the group. Well, if you want to, you want to share the story. So I told I was at the rabbi's house for lunch, and I told people that they could laugh at the story. I said, but when I was in school, I would have to write on the board, which I really didn't have to do. I will not talk in class a hundred <laughs> times. And I said, it did nothing to stop me from talking in class, but I ended up with very nice handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the, the people who, who not only can't talk in class, they can't talk in a day, and 
that's really not taught. But, but what happens is, every very often when we do get to talk and we feel to talk, we say things which are which could be inappropriate. And the, in Shlomo Hamelech, who was the wise old man, if you speak too much, you're going to say wrong things, right? Too much said it could actually be a negative. Not everyone's different, but again, this is just self control. Kal Hadavar, the the sum of the matter is Kiman Shakol and Yanim Ha'elam. Everything in this world has in it Sakanasatumas, a real uh, a danger, and the da- and the danger for us is listen. We're, I mean, this is a class talking about high spiritual levels, getting close to Hashem, making the most of our lives. Really, when I look at the Sefer, this Sefer all is about, because you cannot learn the Sefer and be a generally decent show. There are others for him. You know, there are other works. I think you need. To, I think he says at the beginning, if, you're not, if you don't do any Torah or Musar, you'll be like a blind person on a raging river. That was the muscle we started with. That you'll very likely fall. But his point to us is how are we going to make the most of our lives? Right? We live, no one lives forever. Right? How are we going to raise our bar to be the highest Jews that we can be? To take advantage spiritually to the greatest extent we can. I, I, you're not going to hear any of this in some Mishpacha magazine. I don't think it's Mishpacha. I read over lunch you know, very often. Or certainly on Google Book or in the San Jose Mercury News. And you won't even you won't even be able to say it necessarily, even though it's there. Hear the creator and get it either. But he's telling us things how we get to what we could be, and everyone has to take what they can get for themselves. We're all unique individuals. We said this before, but the, we have to look at this world as if we're we don't have self control in this world. I told you today, I kid you not, somebody who's destroying their lives, their their whole project, their job is is over because they're addicted to marijuana. Okay, this is not someone who lives in San Jose, by the way. Um, you know, they're destroying themselves. And we can see that. Imagine somebody would see, and they look normal, but after 120 years, they're going to get up to Shemaim and say, you had a job, a spiritual job in this world, and you were addicted to stupidity, whatever it may have been. And you, you, you ruined that. I mean, it's one thing to lose your job here. But we'd all, wouldn't we feel bad? Wouldn't we feel bad for the guy... Who this guy I'm telling you such a net book, this person's ruined his life. I can't I can't even tell you how bad this person ruined their life that had this conversation today. It's like so crazy and so and they're just gonna go further down. I, I just so appalling to me how, how nebuch this situation is. Somebody can ruin their lives. You know, like I remember it reminds me the Alto Mikel had a famous mushal, a famous uh, metaphor parable of a, of a a boy whose father's a drunkard. A boy's father's a drunkard, and his father comes home every night drunk out of his mind, saying terrible things, sometimes abusive, hurtful, wallowing in the wallowing in the, you know sick, drunk, out of control. So one day his father's sober, and he wants to show his father how bad it is to be drunk, how detrimental it is to be drunk. So they walk in the street and they see a drunkard. You know, in in Russia there are lots, a lot more drinking going on over there. And then, like, white Russia, Belarus, it's like, the, you know, Lithuania, a bunch of really, like, the alcohol, you can see that the, the alcohol rates are much higher than over here. You know, you saw us growing up? In Russia, yes. In Russia, yes, right. No, when you think about Belarus. Yeah, okay. Because uh, that's the highest in, the, in Europe, I saw Belarus. Really? Yeah, yeah. 
But so his kid sees a drunkard in the mud. This is 19th century, no paved roads, wallowing in the mud, laughing and wallowing in the mud, looking like a bum. So he says, Dad, you see, that's what it is to be drunk. Look at this guy. So what does the father do? He goes over to the guy and says, what are you drinking? Where can I get it? Right? You know, when, you're, when you're, you can see a person in the abyss and still not change. You know, I, I, I don't have to tell you, I've been in the ICU, I see people, they smoke, they're, they're on emphysema, they're dying, Is it lung cancer, I mean, I, or heart, I, I can't imagine, like, you, you know, but there's smoke, and some of these people still smoke with it, even if they have lung cancer. My father had a heart attack many years ago. We went to the hospital, there was a guy there who had had open heart surgery. And you could tell, because he had the thick tracks on his chest. And he was walking around, he had the IV on the pole in one hand, and the cigarette in the other hand. It was the saddest thing I've ever right. seen. Right, so, so, so imagine the following thing, ladies. Imagine the following thing. You can see now, see, there, we can all agree, we can all see it. It's a tragedy. Right? This person was a younger person who's losing his job today. I, can't, I still can't believe how bad this person messed up. Messed up in so many areas in life, and I damaged his whole family. I mean, like, crazy, crazy for marijuana, so crazy. Um, but now you see a very refined lady. But you know what? She's a drunkard. Her, her, her lack of control, whatever it may be, destroys her purpose in this world. So after 120 years, she may be even religious, but she failed to become the person she could be. Isn't that tragic forever? Right? Isn't that a tragedy? Like, we can't, it's harder to see sometimes though because all we see is, oh, she has a job, she seems somewhat fine, but she could have been amazing. She could have changed the world at some profound level. I'm not saying she would make world peace. Right, but she could have created something much greater, and her lack of control destroyed that. Isn't that tragic forever? Right? What's the difference of a, of a person on marijuana or on smoking who is killing themselves? You're, the person can kill themselves spiritually. Spiritually. What a loss. What a tragedy. And that, this tragedy is a lot harder to see because we're not faced with the consequences until after we die. <laughs> you see, if you smoke, you're going to see it immediately. And if you drink, you can see it immediately. And if you take pot, you'll very often see this immediately. Right? And if you eat ice cream and cakes and cookies all day, you probably will see on the scale pretty soon as well. Cheesecake as well. Right? <laughs> I saw it right after Schwiss. Uh, next year, fat-free. Uh, right. But you'll see it immediately. But with sin and kedusha and holiness, you will see it. Oh, we will see it. It's going to be a, it's eternal, but you don't see it immediately. And the scary thing is, a person can realize this way. This safer is trying to open our eyes when we're alive and well and healthy. And again, you're not going to hear this anywhere else, right? He's telling us things which seem subtle. And difficult and perhaps challenging, but we take what we can. Uh, but this is how a person does it. This world, with all the greatness and goodness and appreciation we have for this world, I, again, we should love this world, we should appreciate this world, but in the world itself is a great danger. And it's not the danger of the cigarette or the marijuana or, uh, or, the, or the alcohol, it's much worse. It's that you get railroaded off 
sidetracked off our purpose, off our potential, off our abilities to do something in this world. And therefore, the more we're careful about it, and I will see, you know, probably in a week or two, um, that obviously if you don't take what you need from the world, the bear, what we need, not the bear, what we legitimately need, will go, it will also be very bad, right? If we don't take care of our health, if you need to go for a walk and you don't go for a walk, if you need to talk to people, these are all healthy things. But the lack of self-control in there, right, is where the negative comes in. And we all need clothes. And again, I said, everyone should wear nice clothes. But if we're into our clothes and you're shopping all day, right, there are, la- there are ladies in certain communities that shop all day, whether they can afford it or not. And they're all into their clothes or they're looking at magazines all day about what other people wear. Like, you know, I, what do you well, buy magazines to look at what other ladies wear? I mean, what kind of stupidity is that? Again, I'm not a lady, so I don't I have the appreciation fully. I, I don't, I, I, I mean, I can't imagine it's so, uh, you know, maybe, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, so when a person wants to be careful about things that trigger them or lead them down the wrong path, shouldn't we praise a person like that? That's precious. So in the old days, there was a peer pressure. In 1965, approximately 65%, 60, over 60% of this country smoked. You know the pressure was to smoke? Everyone smoked. You know, everybody smoked in the 1950s and 60s, early 60s. Every, and, you know, Israel till very recently it was sky high. It was over 50% smokers. Right? Um, and if you have friends, everyone can you know, give me a you know, how do people, why is it? It's a culture of smoking. Right? And so it's a culture of, 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 America is a culture of waste of time. It really just is. It's just like, there's no concept, concept of Time, uh, of time. In your job, there's a concept of the time. But leisure time? We live in a carefree society. It's very, you know. Um, and, and precious, therefore, is to take what, from this world what you need physically and materially in order to serve God. What you need, you need. Right? If you need to eat a good breakfast, eat a good breakfast. If you need some time to listen to some kosher music, let's take that time. But ultimately, it's, that is not your goal. And the goal really is, is to take it to Hashem. So going back to your toy, right? a phone, I, 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 I am so happy to have a dumb phone. I can't tell you. I look at people around me addicted to these phones. I, I, don't know, I know very few people. There are people who I know are not addicted to their phone. Most people are addicted to their phone. They are. Okay, so you're telling me it's not so terrible. But I don't know. If you're in Shoal and I see a guy looking at his phone during davening, I think that's pretty terrible. If you're having a conversation with somebody, looking from not going back to my dark speech on Shavuos, I think it's pretty terrible, right? If if what you do, your your downtime is look at your phone, I think that's pretty terrible, right? I mean, you could be once upon a time. I'm gonna tell you something. A, a Yiddish mama, a Jewish lady, would say to him when she had free time, she would say to him, that is like incomprehensible to ladies. Today. You know, they have their free time, they scroll down their their their, their, their phone. They're not saying to him. Not like in the parsha, you know. Then they don't have time to dive in mincha. They don't even know what mincha is, perhaps. I, I, there's a million things, you know. Uh, you know, w- 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 you know, what goes through our heads, and why does it end up in our heads? Well, if you're if, if you're putting things into your head because on your free time or you have no control what you where you go, what you watch, or food is your essence. I mean, I mean all of these things, it affects your spirituality, you know. 
it affects their ability to do certain things. And all of us have different t- triggers. Some people, it's, it's in, um, lack the ability to do chesed. Some people lack the ability to pray because this. Some people lack the ability to have pure thoughts. How we're affected by the lack of self-control is different. All of us are different. We all have, diff- we all have different Yitzharas, but kid you not that when we lack self-control, whether it's sadness, or, which is, comes sometimes from unproductivity, there, if you're not productive in this world, Many of us who feel potential, it will bother us, it will, and it's like it's like a a spiral. Like I was reading a book on insomnia recently, because um, I was sleep? what? You couldn't sleep. Well, no, I, I, I'm not. I think I'm not insomnia, but I was trying to help a couple of people. And the truth is, occasionally, obviously, I keep me up also. But I, when I was reading the book, I wanted actually to gain from my own skill, my own skill set to. to Sleep even when I have things in my mind. But really, you know, so I'm reading the book, and it's like an amazing thing. It describes how insomnia works. You know, a person, for whatever reason, doesn't sleep, and then they get to a cycle, and then every night they get to sleep, I, I gotta go to sleep. And they, 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 they like, they, the, the fear of sleep actually makes them sleep less. I mean, it's like, it's like a, right, it's, a cycle. it's a vicious cycle. And this would happen when people lack self control and spirituality. They don't have time for spirituality because they're so caught up in a vicious cycle of whatever their thing is. And it's different. Again, some people, it's the sadness of unproductivity, and they're sad. And they, they get caught up in doing all things to fix their sadness. Some people, they get caught up into base desires like uh, pure materialism or sexuality or whatever it may be, and not in an unhealthy way. You know, and other people, it's just they have no appreciation for time. They will sit there, they'll sit for hours on internet or movies or television uh, you know, you know, or whatever it may be. It's just it, it. All of this is a loss of spirituality, of a life, of of success in life, of of greatness. In, in, you know, you know, in life. I've literally had over the past year a few people try to tell me that marijuana is okay. Like this is, I'm not, this is like we live in a crazy world today. Probably Kaiser will start selling the pharmacy soon. I'm not joking, by the way. I'm like I'm waiting for it to be there. Like you know, you go there, it'll be healthy for you. It's like. You know, it's going to tell you all kinds of stupid things today. You know, because we, you need it. You need it. We're living, we have a lot of things we need from the world. We really don't need these things. We really don't. And, it, we'll, we'll, and, and what we really need, we should do. Right? I know that I need to exercise. And I, uh, to be honest, I'm not exercising enough. I'm walking enough. I don't need to exercise anymore. Right? If I exercise more, I'll be more productive. That's a good thing to do. If I'm more productive, I'll sleep better. I'll have more energy. I'll, I'll learn better. I'll daven better. I'll live longer to do more mitzvahs. All of this is very important stuff. So exercise is important. But if I, if I spent two hours a day in a gym, I would think that's a tragic loss of life for me. I would, it's in there. It's not quite what you no, I, I wouldn't want to embarrass anyone either. But uh, right, but at the end of the day, I'm serious. That would be a loss of life. That would be so unproductive. I don't need to do that. That's not health. That's vanity for most people. That's vanity for most, for 99 percent of people. Spend two hours in gym, but then all they're doing there, right? That's not. That's a, that's like a you know. That's a real loss. So, but but the loss is not just like going to a hospital, getting sick, or not having a good job, or not. The loss is spirituality, ladies. And the loss is eternal. This is serious stuff. I know this is a higher level in this book, 
But it's important for us. And we all have different things in this, by the way. I'm telling you, we all have different things and we all have different triggers. For some, it, it pushes us into different moods and yet it's all of us differently. You know, it, it, some, Very often it's apathy. Just don't care how we use our time. Or, or eh. Sometimes this gets more serious. Um, that's what he said. Rabbi, who lived a very affluent life, and who and who was the leader of the Jewish people, Rabbi Huda Nasi, the editor of the Mishnah, he said he never benefited from this, took pleasure in this world, even from a little finger's worth. Um, this is remarkable. He was the Nasi Yisrael. He was the he was the, the leader of the Jewish people. He was the head of it. And a table filled with dainties and a royal table because he was a prince. He's called Yehuda. Hanasi means the prince. As the sages even said this, that the prophecy to Rivka is Shnei Goyim Bivitnech. You have two nations in your stomach. In your womb, when she was pregnant, she had twins. Right. It wasn't just Esav Yaakov. The Chazal tells us it was Rabbi, Rabbi Huda Nasi. The Antoninus, Antoninus, most say was Marcus Aurelius, the Roman Caesar, and they were friends. Um, both of them, in, in a, this is in the Roman times, when they, were, they didn't have uh, Whole Foods, they for sure didn't have Paris, right? Uh, they didn't have Lochazeris, Lochishis, Lochstein, and they always had. Uh, lettuce and cucumbers and rashes when they didn't ship things. Whether it was summer or river, summer or winter, which means that what he took of this world was only what he needed. It's different. You understand? By a nasi, he took what he needed, right? If you need eight hours of sleep, then kick eight hours of sleep. If you need six hours of sleep, sick. But take what you need. Be productive with, with your own personal needs, right? Utilize it because if you're not, you will be losing out what we could be doing. A person should go ahead and distance themselves from this world, from the things that they don't need, that they don't need, they should not fall into danger. And just to repeat and to reiterate, like we look at that, that you look at, we looked at that lady who's in the ICU with dying, smoking because of her dying, still smoking. Or another person, I can't say, I can't believe the idiocy of such a person. To ruin their lives literally, I mean, you see it by the way with opioids or in general, I mean, it's crazy what goes on in these families. Um, you know, but this is a religious Jew, marijuana, destroyed his whole life. Destroyed it. Destroyed his life. Uh, family, no job, he had no self-esteem, just in the mud. We see with that drunkard, what are you drinking? But with ourselves, the greatest danger is that we can be nice, kind, good people, but lose out on the people that we really could and should be. Again, this surfer is a, is, is a challenging safer at some level, but it's a good investment of time. And it's important. And anything that we do as a, as, a, as, as a result, the dividends are eternal. Okay, we'll pick up next week.